Welcome to Light Warrior Radio. I'm your host, Dr. Karen Can, author of the number one bestseller, Guide to Healing Chronic Pain, A Holistic Approach. And if you are a sensitive soul, a light warrior, that's what I call you, you can get a free empowerment package on my website, lightwarriorsupport.com. Uh, where I can support you with my healing and clearing protection spray formula. Also, the first six chapters of my book and some free classes for you just to get you fast-tracked into your new life. So today I'm super excited because I'm going to be interviewing Dr. Carolyn Mine, and she is uh, so interesting because she has this book that I, I just bought, and uh, I did her quiz, and it's about discovering your body type. Uh, and because I have a background in um, Chinese medicine, acupuncture, and in that realm, we really treat people as individuals. So any particular diet, um, you know, I end up kind of muscle testing people for which diet they should be on, and uh, you, you can't always say, well, this diet's good for everyone, and that diet's good for everyone. So I know for myself, I've definitely had challenges in knowing, you know, what uh, to eat, and my body has you know, changed over time with Ascension. Many of you know that have been following me uh, on this show that uh, there's been this thing, you know, Ascension weight that's happened to me, uh, most of it being fluid, but certainly it doesn't look all that great <laughs> compared to what I like to uh, look like. So I decided to get um, Dr. Carolyn's book um, because there are 25 body types. And when I first saw the website, and even before I did the quiz, I just quickly went over the 25 body types. And I thought, oh, this one sounds like me. And it was the blood profile and diet. And I did the quiz and I, you know, there, I had to really, you know, be a little careful in how I did the quiz on what my body looks like because I'd gained this weight and that was unusual for me. So um, once I answered that correctly, then I actually did get the blood profile. And now I have a 60 plus page book, <laughs> ebook uh, from Dr. Caroline uh, on how to, you know, what are the best things to eat for me, what timing, that kind of thing. So I'm really super excited to get started. So let me sh share a little bit about um, uh, Dr. Mind for you. As a chiropractic physician, she has maintained an active practice for over 25 years, and she is in Rancho Santa Fe, California. Um, she helps people daily to discover their body type and what will work best for them. And in addition to her chiropractic work, she actually holds degrees in acupuncture, applied clinical nutrition, and bionutrition. So she puts diet and dominant personality traits into perspective in this book that I just bought, and I'm anxiously awaiting for it to arrive, called Different Bodies, Different Diets, which you will discuss with us today, live on the show. So without further ado, hello, Dr. Carolyn, how are you? Wonderful. Hello. So nice to meet you. Oh, this is so exciting that you're here today, and uh, um, if you're okay with it, we can later on offer for folks if they have a live question for you to um, ask that on the call. Is that all right? Oh, sure. That'd be great. Oh, great. Okay, so I just want to share that number for folks in case they want to put their hand up. I also have the chat going on, so you can put your question uh, for Dr. Carolyn in the chat. So the number to call in live is 818-514. Just hit 1 so we know that your hand is up. So again, 818-514-1190, and then we'll um, you know answer some questions later. So maybe, um, Dr. Carolyn, you can kind of summarize like what got you into you know wellness in the first place to become a chiropractor to learn about the 25 body types or created actually um, into this amazing program well fortunately I had been um, 
involved with chiropractic from the time I was very young. So I'd had chiropractic care. I went to chiropractic college. And what I was finding with my own experience when it came to diet is the diet that I was raised with wasn't really supporting me. And while I was in chiropractic college, I was introduced to a microbiotic diet. And that's when I took out the red meat, started eating uh, more rice and vegetables, and Mm. uh, found that I was able to get rid of the the bloating that I'd had, and uh, that helped as far as those problem areas. And I thought, this is great. Um, And as I started looking at following that particular profile, after a while, I started putting on extra weight in the thighs because I was eating a lot of dairy as a protein source. Mm-hmm. And um, as a result, and this was, again, using the muscle testing, I found that to be an incredible tool in being able to determine what was going on. problem is I had blind spots because there were certain things that I didn't really take into consideration. And one of those was a protein source. And so after following a pretty much vegetarian diet for a number of years, what happened is my immune system started to break down. So then I needed to introduce more protein. And um, the way that happened is I was in a relationship with a man whose uh, hobby was deep-sea fishing, so it wasn't like I could say, I'm not going to eat your fresh-caught fish. <laughs> I needed to um, introduce more protein into my diet. And so once I started introducing the protein, then I had a patient bring in um, a Bravenel's book, which was based on Dr. Beeler's work, and that was looking at three glands being the dominant, being the thyroid, the pituitary, and the adrenal glands. And so mm-hmm. with that, what he had done is he had come up with three different distinctive eating patterns. So, for example, Mm. the adrenal body type is our classic Weight Watchers. That's the one that gains weight predominantly in the torso, not so much in the thighs. And so the classic diet that we think of is fresh fruits and vegetables and yogurt and cottage cheese as protein sources. And also that was one of of don't eat much in the morning and um, eat your larger meal either at noon or wait towards the end of the day. And what happened with the adrenal body type, and the reason they picked the adrenal body type, is the adrenal is the one who is able to put on large amounts of weight and drop large amounts of weight very quickly. And an example of the adrenal body type is Oprah Winfrey. And so those those of you who have followed her weight history have been able to to see that particular pattern. Um, Wow. What I was finding in my practice is I worked with a number of people who would follow different diets, and they would be able to drop the weight, but the next thing they knew, they put on not only what they lost plus extra, which is why diets don't work. Because what happens is when you go into a diet, you basically put the body into starvation mode. Once you get off that diet, the body says, oh, famine is over. Now we need to store up extra food for to prepare for the next famine. 
and that's the, the dietary cycle. And so I was looking at that and saying, instead of looking at how do I drop all of this weight um, instantly, more what do I need to do to be as healthy as I possibly can on a long-term basis? So when I wrote Different Bodies, Different Diets, I did that from a perspective of what's the diet that's going to truly support you for the rest of your life, whether you want to gain weight, you want to lose weight, you want to maintain weight, you basically want to be healthy throughout your lifespan. Mm, interesting. Now, how did you discover these 25 body types? Well, I started with the three. So the adrenal body type is the one that gains weight in the torso. And then we have the thyroid body type, and that particular one tends to gain weight in the lower portion of the body. And so what happens is the majority of women actually gain more of their weight in the lower abdomen, buttocks, and thighs rather than higher up in the torso. And so, ah. Yeah. <laughs> so what happens when we end up doing the a lot of the dairy and a lot of the raw vegetables is we lose weight, but we lose it in our torso where we don't want to lose more weight, and we gain mm. it in our hip, which is where we were wanting to get rid of the extra weight. Right? Yes. <laughs> right, right. Okay, so we got the adrenal body type, the thyroid body type was the kind of like original progenitor of the 12. Oh, and pituitary, but, right. Uh, back to the, the thyroid. So the diet that best supports thyroid is um, vegetables and protein. And so that is a lot of these other higher protein diets where you're just doing protein vegetables and instead of trying to do a larger meal um, in the evening or or at noon, the thyroid body type is better eating something throughout three different meals throughout the day. So more evenly distributed because one of the things that the thyroid does is it regulates our metabolism. So it has to do with with um, our energy level. And that's the reason for uh, craving things like sweets because what sweets will do is they, they stimulate the, uh, basically increase the sugar level stimulates the metabolism, and so that's increase in energy, which is why we tend to crave it. But the problem is when you eat more sugar, then it causes the, um, the, the sugar to spike, and then the adrenals have to secrete more adrenaline to bring the blood sugar level back down again. So you eat the sugar, pancreas secretes more insulin, causes the blood sugar levels to go too high. The adrenals go in and say, this is too much. We're running into crisis. We need to secrete more more adrenaline, bring it back down again. And so you have this seesaw effect that causes the stress on the whole system, and that's another thing that causes a lot of the weight gain. Ah, so, yeah, because the stress cycle gets perpetuated. Right. right. Mm. So then if we're looking at... Yes, we can do protein vegetables, but the next question is, when do you eat protein and vegetables, and what time of day do you do it, and how much fruit do you add? So that was an area of 
a lot of the distinction between this large group that you gain weight in the lower body. The other group is the pituitary, and the pituitary group is the one that gains weight all over. So it's it's pretty pretty even. And the distinguishing factor with the pituitary body type is they do not digest protein well in the evening for dinner. So they should have the majority of their food by 2 p.m. And they are the ones to eat salads for dinner. So mm. They look a lot like the adrenal in just general appearance, but the eating pattern is just the opposite. So where the adrenal, because the energy is higher in the adrenals later, in, later on in the day, they can digest more of their food later in the day. Pituitary is just the opposite. So the, the energy is higher in the pituitary body type in the morning. So these are morning people. And they have more energy to digest their food in the morning. So the ideal diet for a pituitary body type would be steak and eggs in the morning for breakfast because the beef stimulates the adrenals, so that fires up the adrenals and gets more energy into the body, and then it's the protein that's going to work to sustain them, and they have the energy to be able to digest it. Oh, fascinating. So so are you saying that for the original adrenal type that a vegetarian dairy diet was better than a meat diet? Yes, yes. The, what I discovered when I looked at the 25 different body types is there are half that can be vegetarians, the other half cannot. And oh. the difference is the amount of physical energy that it takes to convert um, protein from a vegetable source into a protein that the body is able to recognize and utilize. And so fish, for example, is very, is a very easy protein to digest. And yep. that's why the other types that that are a lot of times more delicate um, are better off with the fish, fowl, and vegetables rather than trying to eat um, a lot of the the rice, the beans, the legumes, the heavier uh, and the heavier grains as protein sources. Right. A lot of people have the opposite idea of that. Um, is that they think, oh, well, I'm, you know, doing vegetarian. I'm going to do these lighter protein sources of kidney beans and lentils and, you know, all these, you know, what other people call slow carbs, um, but don't realize often that actually takes for some folks more energy than just eating fish. Precisely. (laughs) As a protein source. That's the problem. Yeah. Yeah. So what I found in looking at the different body types, I was, again, looking at how do I make sense out of, this vast amount of information. And what I discovered is I could actually divide the 25 types into four quadrants based on whether a person's dominant sense is mental or emotional. And so Mm. the way you would determine that is when push comes to shove and you're backed into a wall, what do you ultimately rely on? Your head or your gut? And that's not the same as your intuition. You can also look at at language. Do you have a tendency to say, I feel, or is your tendency, I think? And that's just mm. what comes in everyday speech. So, Interesting. 
that's the mental-emotional portion. And then the other part is the physical-spiritual. So this is a lot of kind of what we're getting into with this ascension consciousness as well. But the physical-spiritual is what is more real to you, what you can see, feel, and touch, or ideas and concepts. Ah, interesting. And a lot of times you'll see how things shift. So to determine that, what you want to do is you want to look at your basic tendency before you started doing any spiritual growth of any kind or started getting into any personal awareness. And you want to look at where's your default. And that's your dominant system. What we have is we have our strength, which is what I would call that default area, and then we spend the rest of our lifetime integrating the unmanifested part of ourselves. So this is why a lot of times the questions can be hard to answer. Ah, right, because we're kind of basing it on where we are now, where we which are might have changed moment. a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. And you'll see this a lot of times with your children as well. So when it comes to determined body type, where does it start? It is what you, it is present at birth. I look at that as the body type is your blueprint. And what I found with the working with the various different body types is while I started with the dietary area, and that was my main concern, I also found that there was a personality profile that went with each particular body type. And with that personality profile, that is essentially who are you, that's your essence, what motivates you, and we're not all motivated by the same thing. And then if you take those characteristic traits and express those on the at-worst side, what does that look like? And if you look at what's the other side of it, in other words, what are the lessons that I need to learn, and once I've learned those, those challenges can be my greatest strengths. What are yes. the strengths? And that's your at best. Oh, I love that. I love and that. And, you, and I was going to say, Carolyn, just to you know validate uh, when I'm reading the characteristic traits, you know, of the blood type. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Yeah. Of, of you know, and it says uh, here, you know, easygoing, personable. Um, sensitive and considerate, general concern for others, uh, especially those who aren't able to speak out on their own behalf. So true uh-huh. of me. Like as a as a child, I was uh, the, you know people that were made fun of, that were disabled, whatever. I would be like you know nice to them, you know, but everybody else would make fun of them. Um, and then here you you know is written extremely sensitive to their physical and emotional environment. Absolutely, <laughs> having mm-hmm. been an empath. Um, and uh, and here you say that uh, you know you're ba- that I'm at my best when we can maintain harmony, balance, and tranquility. And uh, with this other mentoring program I'm doing, we were looking for my what we call my guru word. It's like that that piece that's really me. And it was harmony was the word uh-huh. for me. Uh-huh. Yeah, and uh, needing to please to keep peace that was me growing up. So that yeah, I mean it's just right on, absolutely. <laughs> That yeah. is great. What mm-hmm. is so amazing, and consistently I get this response, is people will read their profile and they'll accuse me of riding around in their back pockets for 20 years. 
<laughs> the comment is, you just met me. How can you know me so well? Mm, yeah, very, very cool. Now, like you said before, we I had a little, uh, you know, I mentioned that, you know, when I first did the, the quiz, like, kind of like my gut was like, oh, you're the blood type, you know, and I'm like, no, 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 let me, let me do the quiz. I was trying to figure out my, the body type and I was having difficulty because I had gained weight in the last three years, attention related weight, and I hadn't really looked like this before. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I, I, was, I was, I guess I was answering more like now versus then what your so, basic nature is yeah 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 that's so that's the important thing is look at the way you initially gained weight it's that first five ten pounds mm. where does it know what's that basic chronic problem area that no matter what you do it keeps coming back as saying this is this is the area to pay attention to Right. Yeah, that's super helpful because now, you know, because I gained so much fluid weight too, it started in the uh, abdomen area and then it kind of expanded into the upper thighs and hips and then it expanded to like all over. <laughs> so yeah. it's like, like, what yeah. do I answer, you know, on this quiz? So that's very helpful. Thank you. <laughs> Which makes sense because the blood travels all over when you look at the mm-hmm. body. Mm-hmm. You look at where that dominant energy is. Yeah, and that's fascinating. Um, so I, I haven't read through the whole thing yet, but it looks like I'm a meat eater, I guess, huh? In the- you do need a certain amount of protein. And one of the things that I found very interesting, this is the only one that's like that with the blood body type, is beef by itself doesn't work, but if you have beef and eggs, that combination is one that you can digest. Oh, and Interesting. I found that very interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, the way I discovered that is I had a gal who told me that the only time that she could eat beef was when her mother served that with Yorkshire pudding. And I looked at that and thought, okay, what's the ingredient in Yorkshire pudding that will make beef digestible? And what it was was eggs. <laughs> so... That beef-egg combination, that's when you can do it. Otherwise, beef's too difficult to digest. Oh, fascinating. Well, I, I wouldn't think like things like shrimp would be difficult to digest. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. I think in, in the book it mentions about dense protein no more than once a month, and it mentions shrimp, eggs, and beef in here. But it sounds like what you're saying is if you do beef and eggs together, then it, it works better. It changes it, exactly. So you do need to look at different food combinations and where that fits. And another really interesting thing with the blood body type, and this is the only one that's that way, olive oil does not work for you. Oh, bummer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Now, if you Everyone does how great it is. body type, <laughs> uh, then olive oil is fantastic. So... Mm. That was the most amazing thing I found with the uh, studying the 25 different types is I had to let go of any judgments or preconceived ideas about any food because, again, there's time and place for various different things. It's just a matter of what and when. And, of course, the obvious things are the things that aren't foods, which are artificial sweeteners and things like that. But 
when you look at our basic foods, there are different foods that support different glands, organs, and systems. And depending on where you are and which one you need, which one you find to be most supportive of you. And that's why I took the foods and divided the, the foods into three different categories. So your frequently foods, that's your default. Those are ones you would do um, uh, three to seven times a week. And okay. your moderate foods are one to two times a week. That's where the bulk of the foods are, so it gives you a lot of variety. And mm. then I have rarely foods. So I didn't say never, but basically rarely foods are once a month or less. So these are the ones that are harder for you to digest. Oh, fascinating. Well, I was really happy to see the popcorn <laughs> on my yes, yes. food. I love popcorn and I love eggplant. And uh, it's it's kind of funny because, uh, you know, I, I just um, over the years because of my leaky gut being on, you know, oral contraceptives and as medicine in the past, which I don't need to take anymore, I actually ate, had eaten a lot of what we used to say was a healthy diet for everyone, exactly. which was like, you know, you have some dairy, you don't do too much meat, and, you know, do whole grains. And But I know for me that if I do too many grains, my teeth start to hurt. Mm-hmm. Like it doesn't feel good. And, that, and I think that, um, you know, the family history of diabetes as well. So I think that whole spiking blood sugar thing is my body does not like that. And so that's really mm-hmm. interesting that grains are not on, that's on the rarely food here on my list. <laughs> And same and thing with with dairy. Where your system is, but particularly if you've had a history of leaky gut, absolutely, because I find a lot of difficulty with a lot of the grains that we have, um, mm. particularly wheat, because of it being hybridized. And then the other thing, we're looking at a lot of our GMO corn, so that yes. kind of wipes out a whole segment of things that we used to be able to do. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Very true. Now, how how did uh, so you kind of started with the the three you know basic body types and you divided that into the twenty five based on these mental, emotional, physical, spiritual well, uh, As far as how I started working with it, first it were the the three types, which is what Beeler had discovered, and mm-hmm. he knew that there was more, but he died before he was able to complete all of that research. Oh, okay, so, okay. So then Abravanel picked up the diet. And so Abravanel had a weight loss clinic that was up in L.A. And so in addition to the thyroid, adrenal, and pituitary types, he added gonadal. But the problem was there was gonadal for women and no gonadal for men. That was my first clue that something was missing here. Mm. Interesting. From there, I was also introduced to another typing system, and this was by an anthropologist that was in Bethesda, Maryland. And what he had done is he had discovered seven types and based on different glands, and one of the types that he discovered was one called balanced. That meant that it wasn't one gland that was in charge, but they all had to get along in balance and harmony. And he also listed pancreas. Well, when I looked at pancreas, I looked at pancreas as an organ rather than a gland, but by definition it does secrete. 
So mm-hmm. I was looking at this and said, well, if the pancreas can be dominant, why can't the spleen or the liver or the kidney? And as I started opening my mind to that possibility, then I would see different patients that would come in and they'd say, okay, what body type am I? Because what I was finding with the seven types was the same thing I found with every other typing system, and I found that there was a lot of overlapping between types. So you look at the Ayurvedic system, for example, and I found the Ayurvedic system is a great diagnostic tool, but when it comes to what am I going to eat on a daily basis, it didn't give me the answers that I needed. Mm. I was finding too many people that were combination types, which means you're back to the drawing board. You have to go through every food, every food combination with every single patient, which is totally impractical. Right. That was why I was looking at this and saying, okay, you know, we need to distill this down to what's the essence, what's the area where the similarity is. And as I was discovering the various different types, I would look at a person from a number of different levels. So um, my background is chiropractic, acupuncture, and nutrition, so I also looked at it from an energetic standpoint as well. And sometimes I would get to where I would just look at a person to see where their dominant energy resided. And that can also have to do with where the strongest area is and also if that strongest area is depleted, that's where you can start to see various different um, problem areas and you start to see breakdowns. Oh, fascinating. Well, you have a really great summary on your website, which, by the way, everyone, is bodytype.com. And, uh, you know, some of the material we're going through right now is, you know, the explanation of how we got to all this. And uh, we do have a question here on the chat, uh, Dr. Carolyn. Um, she says, uh, my dowser said I'm a mixed type. Is that possible? Heart, liver, thalamus, and some spleen. Which vibratory or quadrant should I use or use all four? So that was her question. Okay. A lot of times when you see something that ends up being so much of a mix, look at balanced. Mm. And if we're looking at balanced to come up with what are are classic characteristics, because I found with each particular body type, I would look at that and I would say, well, what is the identifying characteristic of that particular type? So for the balance, it is either short waist, long legs, or long legs, short waist. And for women, unless you really do a lot of work, there's a tendency towards a droopy butt. Does that fit? (laughs) Oh, my gosh, that was so funny. <laughs> We're going to ask her, okay, let us know if you have a droopy butt. <laughs> Some of the other characteristics with the balanced body type is it's not that your life is a, is imbalanced, but it's a hmm. constant striving for balance. And mm. so that can mean doing one project for a while, you finish that, then you're done with that, and you want to shift to something else. So maybe you've been working really hard, now it's time to play for a while, and then you would go back to another project. Another thing can be foods, and one of the things I did find with the, the balanced body type 
is there's a tendency, um, a lot of times in the past, to crave Reese's peanut butter cups. It's that chocolate peanut butter combination because those are foods that act as stimulants, and you'll tend to go with the stimulant when your energy is low. Does any of that fit? Oh, yeah. So, yeah. So t- tell us in the chat whether any of that fits for you. Um, who is um, Dr. Buckner? Yeah. So um, so is there? do you think there's a reason that the um, douser didn't douse balanced body type for her? Or is it, you know, maybe if there's imbalance, it might, does it, that change over time? Well, sometimes, one of the things that I found a lot of times with dowsing is if you don't have all of the information available, you will get mm. an erroneous answer. Right. And gotcha, that gotcha. That was really what I was finding with um, all of the work that I was doing with muscle testing, is I had to make sure that I maintained a really open mind and let go of any possible preconceived ideas um, to, to really look at what's the evidence, what is really being presented. Mm, gotcha. So tell us a little bit about, uh, before we go to some other questions, um, tell us a little bit about your the, the body type quiz that you have on the website. And what I did with that is that took me years to put that one together because I put that based on um, when I'm looking at a person, how do I determine a person's body type? Um, I found that the first area that I look at is weight gain area. And so for women, it's easy. We gain weight in our upper body, lower body, or all over, and I've yet to meet a woman that doesn't know what that is. Men are a little more challenging. Um, men will tend to gain weight around their middle. And then my next challenge was to figure out 25 different ways that men could gain weight that they could recognize. So <laughs> that was, <laughs> so we narrowed that down. So for men, they only have two questions. It's shape of the torso. It's going to be thick, thin, or average. And the other one is musculature. So I find that there are some men that are can maintain a lot of muscle definition, can get to that really strong, defined look very quickly. Mm-hmm. There are others that have a soft layer of fat that no matter how much time they spend in the gym, it will always be there. And then there's the average. And so by matching those two questions, then you can distill the different um, choices, essentially, to start narrowing down what body type are you. Ah. So first thing I start with is physical. Then based on that general information, so we'll go back to women because women are actually a little bit easier when it comes to figuring out type. Um, If your weight gain happens to be upper body or all over, each one of those types has narrowed your choices down to six choices. And Mm. if you've got the book, then what you will do is you just look at the photos of those six types, and as you do that, then you would judge each particular one just looking at the pictures. Yes, this looks like me. No, it doesn't look like me. It could look at me like me. So yes, no, maybe. And once 
you've gone through all of those um, all of those types, then look at the yeses. So let's say you had six types that you selected, and you found two of them that came up as a really strong yes, this looks like me. Then what you would do is you would go to the next section following the photos and read the one paragraph essence and see which one of those best describes you. If you're still not sure and you're still on the fence, then you would go to the profile and then you would read the rest of the profile. You'd also look at the diet. And what I find with the different foods, people will look at the frequently foods and they'll say, these are all the foods that I like. They look at the rarely foods and say, I know when I eat these, I don't feel as well. Mm-hmm. And if you're still not sure, ask somebody that's close to you to read the profile and they'll be able to tell you. Yeah, very, very cool. Very cool. Then the um, next thing that I would mm-hmm. do when I'm working with a person is I would use the muscle testing to check to see how a person responds to various different foods. And that was ultimately what I did as my way of, of narrowing it down if I was really close between a couple types. Oh, fantastic. Ooh, really, really helpful. Excellent. Uh, I can't wait to do my husband's profile. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's one of those that can, uh, I mean, he he does a little bit of strength training and he's like cut, you know, we got six pack abs and like nice loose fascia, you know, over the, so he has nice definition and is like everybody's envious of that type. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, yeah, so he, would, he would read the ones with the, the definition, the muscle definition. That would be a good way to narrow it down. And one yeah. of the things that I found with men is they really have no idea how they physically look in the mirror. They have their concept of how they look. And oh. that's that's what takes precedence. But I do find if they will read the personality profile, even just the one paragraph essence, that that they can comprehend. They can do that one. Ah. Okay. Okay. Very, very cool. Yeah. This is a Extremely interesting. So let me see here. Um, I do have a question. Someone's raised their hand for quite a while. Very patient. So what okay. I'm going to do, yeah, is uh, unmute. Um, so we're going to say the area code. You can say your first name, and then you can ask your question. Oh, she disappeared. <laughs> she okay. Want to ask a question? Okay. <laughs> She's like, oh my gosh, I have my hand up. <laughs> it's possible you already answered uh, answered that particular question. Uh, let me okay. just check the chat here. Um, yes, here is a great question. Um, how do the vibratory oils work with the diet? So you mentioned some of that in your, um, you know, in in the ebook with the essential oils. And so what I found when we looked at the at worst characteristics is how do I address the at worst to be able to shift those to the at best? And as Mm. a result, I wrote another book called Releasing Emotional Patterns with Essential Oils to address just that. Because what I was finding is that most of us are really familiar with the negative side of an emotion. The positive side is some vague thing that's out there somewhere. So if you don't know what it is, 
how in the world are you ever going to be able to access it, particularly when you're in a stressful situation? So an example of that is anger. We're all real familiar with what happens when someone else is angry at us, whenever we are feeling angry, and we've been programmed very early on that if we're feeling angry and we express our anger, a lot of times that's not really the safest position for us to be in, especially when we're mm-hmm. small, go around the mm-hmm. So we have all these various different coping mechanisms that we will that we will do. And in time, that means we're stuffing our emotions and we're stuffing our anger, and then with that leads into a whole other set of problems. So the next thing is looking at this anger. And as we get older, then we need to start being more responsible. And we can look at this feeling, what are we going to do with the anger? So sometimes you can do something, you can move the energy, that's why... Um, hitting a punching bag, uh, beating the pillow, doing something where you're releasing the the energy, even expressing what's there. So that's a way of releasing that negative energy. But the reality is if you stay in that cycle, you keep perpetuating it because it hasn't moved out. You're just increasing that negative energy over time. So the next side of it, is what's the positive side of anger? And I'll get various different responses, like like peace or love or something like that, but the reality mm-hmm. is, or joy, but what does that look like and what causes the energy? So it really helps when you understand what causes anger. And if we look at an example like road rage, for example, and traffic's moving, everything's fine, then you hit a roadblock. So what happens when you hit a roadblock? All of a sudden, the traffic stops, energy continues to build, you're stuck there for a long time, and after a while, then you have an explosion, and an explosion of negative energy is anger. So the other side would be an explosion of positive energy. An explosion of positive energy is laughter, which is why... We've been told that if you want a marriage to survive, you need to learn how to laugh. <laughs> okay. Yeah. That's really interesting. Well, you know, it's it's funny. My husband's in the other room right now and and he's the one that, you know, when we're when we're driving, he gets very frustrated when there are, you know, cars in his way, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh uh and yet he's also he is he is super super funny like you know Mm -hmm. he's like comical and you know silly and just you know it laughs a lot so it's kind of funny that you're mentioning like these two sides of it so yeah yeah to be able to really deal with the energy and not get caught in it because there's a tendency to say that negative emotions are bad and we want to get rid of those and um, eliminate them the reality is there's a time and place for everything, the same way yeah. with anger. And so there's a positive side of anger as well as the negative side of anger. The mm-hmm. challenge is how do we be at choice and use it appropriately. Right, so, right, exactly. And the oils will help us with the, the, the positive sides of they those do. things? Because what yeah. the oil does is it holds 
the, the frequency of the positive expression. And that will allow you to shift from that negative to the positive, especially when you're so emotionally tied up with the negative side. And looking at how do we shift something, you can look at NLP and you look at we've got the negative side of the emotion, so we've got the anger, we can flip over here, this is the laughter. And moving back and forth to be able to look at what's negative, what's positive, and it's kind of like building a bridge between the mm-hmm. two sides of the brain. So then you're not compartmentalized anymore. You're at a point of choice. Mm. Then to take that to the next level is being personally responsible and bringing in that um, that spiritual part. Why did I create this situation? What is this situation telling me? What do I need to learn from it? And so that's basically what meditation does, because that's how we can get out of this physical plane, come up to the spiritual plane, and look at it from a higher perspective. Where do affirmations fit? Affirmations fit in what is it that I'm needing to learn from this and putting that in the form of a positive statement. So a positive statement when you're in a situation of anger is my direction is clear. Do I need to stay in this traffic jam or do I need to work my way around to the side and get off on the closest exit? And if so, what alternate route can I take? So that's where the traffic helicopter comes in because you're looking at things from above. Mm. Then we've got the mental part. What do I need to learn from this so that I'm not constantly putting myself in the same situation over and over again? Or if I do find myself in this situation, how do I handle it? And the final part is the physical part. We know in Chinese medicine that anger is stored in the liver. And so I found that accessing the physical body was a way of breaking that cycle so we're not in that response of Pavlov's dog, in a sense. And by using the acupuncture alarm point for the liver and the emotional points on the forehead, that was a way of connecting the body, the physical body and the emotional body. So those are the points that will bring the elements into focus. And I also like using a few other points. One is top of the head, that's crown chakra, The other one is the back of the head where the neck and the head join. That's the release point. And then just opposite that, there's two little depressions on the occipital part, and those are what I call the release points. That are the the filter points. The spinal cord point is the release point. So the filters are what allows you to process the energy in your energy field without having to take it in and to process everybody else's emotion. Ooh, handy. Nice. So that's the essence of what do I do when I found myself in this emotional state that I would like to move beyond, and how do I go about doing it? Yeah, that's fascinating. And and um, Dr. Bruckner also asked about what about homeopathic vibratory products? So I'm not sure she's asking what you think of them or how do you use them. Or I found that um, vibrationals can be very helpful. 
And um, one of the things that's interesting is the oils work primarily on the physical, emotional body, whereas homeopathics work on the mental, spiritual body. They do filtrate, and you do have cross-references, but if you want to look at what the dominant energy is, that's there. And um, I also had a gal create vibrationals for all of the 25 different body types for me, Mm -hmm. as well as mother genetics and father genetics, which has to do with what each what mother genetics is what your mother was going through during the time when she was carrying you. And it also accesses the entire genetic lineage on mother's side, and the father's side is the genetic lineage on the father's side. And so that will have a lot to do with how you're able to see yourself and uh, the opposite sex. As far as other vibrationals, a lot of the um, Bach flower remedies, I do find that different oils like vine, for example, will correspond to the brain body type. And so you will see different oils that will also facilitate being able to clear a lot of these different patterns. Hmm, Great. Now, where do people find the vibrationals that are specific to the body types? What are they called? on my website, and so that would be under that product area with the vibrationals, and Mm -hmm. uh, either that or you could even just call the office directly. And so my office phone number is on my website. Website is bodytype.com, and my office number is 858-756-3704. Okay, great. And um, I'm looking on the website right now. There, at the very top, you have the 25 body type diet. Then you've got weight loss, nutrition, exercise. Then you have essential oils and emotions. So is that where that that would be the vibratory products for each type? And there's the- also one on, under products. And um, so okay, books, DVDs, and products. There it is. Okay, yeah. got it. So we've got books, DVD, CDs, and then weight loss. It says nutritional supplements, detox and digestion. Um, you've got essential oils, oral hygiene, and then at the very uh, environment, and at the very end, it says vibrational. So just so people know where that is. Um, yes. So it's under where it says um, books, DVDs, and products. And then if you go to the bottom, uh, there's the, the vibrationals there. And are these homeopathics then? They are. Oh, okay, okay. Great. Awesome. Um, let's see if there's any other questions. Uh, so if you have a question and we'd like to ask it live on the show, you can call in at 818-514-1190 and hit 1 so we know your hand's up. Again, it's 818-514-1190. And you can also put a question in the chat as well. Um, okay, so what does she say? Okay, so, um, Dr. Buckner here is very active on the chat here. <laughs> Uh, her question is, how do the four quadrants work with the body types? I think I am spleen. So aren't the different, um, Dr. Carolyn, aren't the different body types within those four quadrants? Like if there you divide are. up the 25? Uh-huh. And yeah. so spleen, that is a physical, mental. And I also found, again, in how do you determine body type, if you can identify the quadrant that you're in, now all of a sudden you've narrowed down the types. Rather than mm. at five, then your maximum would be eight. So then you can, again, go through the process of looking at the pictures or look at the profile part and and discover types that way. 
Oh, that's great. So they can uh, get your book, A Different Body, Different Diets, and be able to figure out their body type from the book? Yes, yes. They can figure out from the book, or they can just go online and take the test. And so what I did with the test was take you through the step-by-step process so that you can narrow things down very quickly. Once you've discovered your particular body type and you discover the body type of other people, that's when the book is really invaluable because you'll start referring back to different people that you know in understanding who they are and understanding where their strengths are, also understanding how to deal with them. I learned more about relationships through the body typing than I ever did through all of the other studies that I've done because it it brings it home. It brings it down to an area that's really practical where you can respect a person for who they are instead of trying to put them into a mold or trying to make them something that they're not. And that way we can come up with realistic expectations because looking at the area of what are we really after when we're looking at ascension, we're really looking at at world peace. And peace means harmony. It's how do we get along with each other? Where's that respect? Well, the way to create the respect is, number one, understanding who you are, because then you know where your strengths are, where your challenges are. And you understand that other people have different strengths and different challenges. So something that's very easy for you can be very difficult for someone else and vice versa. Once we understand that, then we can develop the compassion and the understanding to be able to be supportive of people instead of judging people by unrealistic expectations. And Mm -hmm. we see that throughout society, but especially when it comes, because it's, it's all about relationships. Yeah, that that is so true. I think that the various different things that I've learned over the years where, you know, we kind of learn more about ourselves and what makes us tick and what our strengths are and what our weaknesses are. I used to always think that I was supposed to make, make my make my weaknesses stronger. But <laughs> any best coach will say, no, 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 focus on your strength. And uh, then, you know, not assuming that other people have the same strength as you. Um, exactly. Yeah, it makes us much more compassionate. I used to get frustrated at my assistants because I would you know, teach them how to do one thing and then they'd be asking me how to do it again and again. And I realized that just because I learned super fast uh-huh. this way doesn't mean everybody else does. So I got exactly. to be a much better person, you know, with, with relationships when I understood like, okay, yeah, so I'm good at the computer and I go click, click, click and I, I get it, you know, just have to teach me once. But for somebody else, that's not their dominant, but their dominant might be their wonderful at, you know, uh, being loving and kind and knowing what people want mm-hmm. and, you know, and maybe I'm a little clueless sometimes on that. So, yeah, I think that's super important what you've what you've just talked about. That is huge. And I also found when it comes to the the workplace and job situations, if you understand your strengths and you play to your strengths, that's going to make the whole situation far more harmonious because you're doing what you're good at. And yes. allowing other people to excel in the areas where they're good. And one of the other pages that I've got is the, a picture of a body with all of the 25 types around that. 
and the arrow pointing to where that particular organ or system is located in the body. So we have the ones that are in the body, we have the ones that are in the head, we have the ones that are all over. And I found that if I would look at the job description and the what the dominant traits were that were needed for that particular job, I could match the job with a body type. And that cut out a lot of trial and error by knowing mm. specifically what I was looking for. Oh, wow. So not not only do people figure out what they're supposed to be eating, they can actually help to figure out what their you know vocation would be that would be best suited to them. How exciting. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And when you're looking at relationships, which is always a fun part, is the tendency is first marriage typically is whichever parent that you had the greatest difficulty with, that's the one that you marry for first marriage. That's why first marriages usually don't last that long. And so then after, unless you get really lucky, and then after that, then you start looking at uh, different things you're attracted to physically, but that's not necessarily what you're really wanting. So I found by making a list on what are the things that are really important to you, and once you've done that, then read the one-paragraph essence, personality profile, the various different types. Then you can narrow that down to the types that are going to really be supportive for you and ideal for you rather than going through a lot of um, trial and error and a lot of grief. Wow, wow. I can just see it, you know, new dating site. Here, you take your body type and then then you can date the people that are ideal matches. Oh, my gosh. And then when you're looking at people in your life, so you look at not only who your mate is, but also your family members and who you work with. By understanding who they are, all of a sudden it, it makes things work much better. Because now we've got mm. realistic expectations. We understand mm. where it's coming from. It's like Excellent. knowing what language a person speaks. Yes, yes. There's there's another typing system based on more emotional stuff. It's called the five love languages. And I got a lot mm-hmm. of mileage out of that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, knowing yeah, knowing what people um, appreciate. And, and I actually explained it to my mom and dad because they would sometimes argue over, you know, my mom says, well, dad didn't do this and he's not, you know, uh, affectionate and I am. And, you know, I I just shared with her the different uh, love languages. And I said, well, no wonder because dad's the, you know, gifts of service type. So he'll do things for you, but he's not the kind to say things you know, uh-huh. nice things and, yeah. and then, you know, but then just explaining that for five minutes, it actually helped them all a heck of a lot uh, just to understand each other better and not be so hard on each other. Exactly. Then you know this is what this person needs and this is what this person naturally does. So, yeah, yep. you've got that understanding. Yeah. It makes all the difference in the world. Yeah, exactly. Now, we have a question here about um, where does the, uh, this is one of my questions, oh, where does, like, uh, there's, you know, all these diet studies that come out, and I know they're just kind of some, you know, some some seem almost the opposite, um, that, but they all mm-hmm. have, you know, healthy outcomes, you know, like, so the, the, the latest rage is the ketogenic diet, so the high-fat, moderate-protein diet, and then there's the, the paleo diet, and then there's pescatarian diet. So 
Uh, let's talk about that high fat diet. A lot of mileage is uh, a lot of people are getting um, good results with that related to, you know, maybe um, healing chronic illnesses. So any comments on the ketogenic diet and which types would be most suited for that? That's very true. And what I found is that all of the various different diets do have value for certain body types. And so mm-hmm. when you're looking at high fat, the eye body type and the gallbladder body type are two that really have got to have a high fat content. And the reality is we have essential fatty acids, we have essential amino acids, we have no essential carbohydrates. Right. So <laughs> really when you're looking at the fat and protein, and so that's another way when you've got the good fats to be able to rebuild the body. And part of the problem is we'd gone through this phase where it was cut out all the fats and fat's bad because it contains more calories. Well, then we ended up with a lot of health challenges as a result of that. Right. So I do find that the essential fats are absolutely essential. And then it's knowing which fats are going to be the ones that are right for you and in what quantity. And so for some types, they're better off with a lower fat, whereas others need the fat. Um, The average for most people is 30-30-40, so 30% fat, 30% protein, 40% carbs. The eye body type is 40-40-20, 40% fat, 40% protein, and 20% carbs. Um, so for the majority of people, again, getting the quality fats and protein makes a huge difference. And it's all about knowing which fats and which proteins are going to work. Mm, yeah, that's interesting. Because, you know, I hear about uh, like the olive oil, so good for you and yada, yada, yada. And yet, you know, I, I almost never cook with it uh, unless the uh-huh. recipe asks for that specifically. And I'm like, yeah, it's okay. You know, <laughs> you know I'm just like, well, it's okay. Uh, but then, you know, what am I when am I cra- when I get a craving? Um, it's funny, I actually don't crave sweets uh, very much. But um, the uh, chips, I'm a big chip fan. And the mm-hmm. chips that I bought were avocado oil chips. Not that that chips are any, you know, necessarily good mm-hmm. to eat at all. But just curious, just funny that, you know, on my profile it says avocado and coconut oil. And that's uh, basically mm-hmm. the two oils that I use. <laughs> yes, yes. And what's so amazing is the things that you are intuitively drawn to are the ones that are most supportive for you. So mm-hmm. I really found with the diet area um, – it's learning how to listen and pay attention to your intuition, which is really the basis of personal growth and awareness. So it's listening to your inner knowing. And by having different menu suggestions and ideas, that gives you a place to start. Because right. most of the time we have this kind of vague idea, and one of the things I found with the menu suggestions is I wanted the basic combination and a place to start because the tendency is to find one thing you're going to have for breakfast and you eat that every day. Right. (laughs) The problem with that is then you deplete pancreatic enzymes. And so once you deplete pancreatic enzymes, then that's when we start looking at uh, uh, diabetics and all of these other conditions that come up. Mm, Interesting. um, Well, 
We have uh, room for one more question. Dr. Buckner says uh, in the chat, uh, for digestion, what product do you recommend? HCL, enzymes? I really find that um, you, it depends on what's going on with the person. Um, one product that I use a lot has to do with being able to digest fats. And because mm. if you don't digest fats, you don't digest protein or carbohydrate. So we're looking at fats being absolutely essential. And there is a company that's made, or a product that's made by Apex is the, the company, and that one is called Biomen, and it was actually developed for people who'd had their gallbladders removed. So I find that is one I use a lot of. And another one for HCL is a pink salt, which is by Premier Research, that is Hawaiian and Mediterranean air-dried salt. So um, you've got a salt that contains enough minerals and also the hydrochloric acid. And a lot of times with children, the biggest problem with children is they're not getting enough quality salts. So the iodized salt is very difficult and very hard for the body to deal with. So better choices would be sea salt, Himalayan salt, uh-huh. Uh, the pink salt contains more minerals, so that's um, a lot with the Hawaiian red salt. So it's the minerals that you're really needing, but um, at least changing the, the basic salt, that's a really good place to start. And then when it comes to pancreatic enzymes, it depends on the person, and I have a number of different products that I will use depending on what the person needs. Mm, gotcha. Great. Yes, thank you. I love my Himalayan uh, pink salt. Um, and once I introduce it to my uh, parents, my mom doesn't use anything else in the house. So that's really great because it doesn't seem to, you know, uh, my, my my dad used to be very uh, salt sensitive. I actually found a salt allergy, which we pull, pulled from him from an emotional thing from childhood. But, um, but now, you know, when they're using that kind of salt in the house, his blood pressure doesn't fluctuate like crazy anymore. Amazing um, what a difference just, it makes. Yeah, better quality salt. So so do you ever find, I don't know whether that's true for the people that you see, but I've noticed for myself and some of the very sensitive folks that I tend to work with is that when we have what I call an ascension upgrade, so the quickening or expansion of you know energies, that uh, sometimes we have what I call glitches. So sometimes I'll just wake up and I'll be like, hmm, fascia feels tight. Let me muscle test, you know, how happy my mineral processing is. And, and then there'll be one thing that is off, like like it was fine yesterday, and then all of a sudden I can't assimilate magnesium today or something. You know, then I'll energetically make some shift, and then it's and then it feels better, you know. Um, same thing with hydration. I don't know whether you, you know, notice like certain body types have certain tendencies when, when there's a shift in spiritual energies. Do they have a specific you know, um, vulnerability maybe? I do find that they do. And again, like you're saying, the the minerals are absolutely essential. And then we've got the hydration. And so making sure that you've got a good quality water makes a difference. And I do find that balanced pH is Mm. best. I found people have done a lot of the alkaline waters Mm-hmm. If a person's got a really junky diet, they're not drinking water, they're, their system's really off, those are the ones that get good results with the alkaline until they start to get in balance. And then I find it, it throws the system out of balance. So it's really all about finding the balance. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. Um, certain waters, I have found that if I will add lemon juice or a drop of peppermint oil or um, a little bit of the, the pink salt, those are all things that can work to upgrade the water that you're drinking. So it's really about look at your water source and um, test it and see what's going to work for you. Yeah, that's great. Um, I've been very interested in water uh, lately. I know there's uh, there, there's no perfect device out there yet that I've found that I want to invest in. Um, you know, some people pay you know five thousand dollars for you know a, a machine that helps structure water or alkalinize it, but it doesn't really you know take the biological uh, toxins out and there's others that, you know, other very famous doctors recommend that take the toxins out really well but then what you're left with is dead water because it's not structured and there's no minerals in it. Yeah, yeah. And then the other thing is you look at the cellular imprint. So that can be another problem. Mm -hmm. Um, Because if you're looking at city water, then you look at how much of that has connected with other things that have been in the water source upstream. Right, including medications mm-hmm. and exactly. agricultural whatever. Um, yeah, so it's like it's like some people say it's like, uh, you know, if you're drinking city water, you're, ta- you're taking a homeopathic, uh, um, you know, smorgasbord of everything that's been in that water, even though you physically uh-huh. cleared the toxins, the energetics are still there. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Lucky for me I have well water, um, and have ways of <laughs> charging up my water. Um but uh yeah, I, I I heard about like vortexing the water can be really mm-hmm. helpful and there's some devices for that that people can install in their house or use a countertop device to vortex the water. Yeah, there's a lot of different devices and again depending on your water source and depending on the person determines what's gonna be the best for that particular individual. Right, exactly. So I just want to share with everyone the to, to look at um, Dr. Mind's site. It's bodytype.com. You can do your uh, online test right there or you can get the book uh, and do it from the book. And also just wanted to mention for those of you that are practitioners that, um, that she also has a body type self-training course, which is a complete self-study guide for practitioners Um, and that includes like six CDs and um, you know uh, a lot more information how to's you know to determine you know men's and women's body types there's questionnaires key food indicator charts and uh, laminated stuff so and that's just uh, $199.95 so if you're really really if this resonates with you you may want to check that out even if you're not a practitioner but um, I think this is wonderful. It, it, I mean, this must have taken you a really long time to compile and organize. And so we really it appreciate did. everything you've done. It did. <laughs> now, it took me, took me seven years to discover all 25 types. It took me six years to initially write the book. I thought a year or two years. And I self-published in 98. And then mm-hmm. Collins picked up the book. So there's, yes. And then plus all of the the clinical work that that I have done in the process of discovering it, and and also anything um, since then. And what's what's nice is to find that everything that I found initially is still true, even 20 years later. Mm, that is great. Yeah, and and um, a lot of people are looking for some guidance that they don't want to read the next 
next best uh, fad, you know, mm-hmm. diet out there. And their friend's doing great on this, but they didn't do great on that. And this is a great start for people to really understand themselves, not only just physically and what diet might be best for them and what, when and where to eat it as well, like how to eat it rather as well, but also more about their personality and uh, the whole mental, spiritual piece. So you really put it together really well. So congratulations. No, oh, thank you. Yes, I was looking for what's the owner's manual, and then once you know your body type, then you can look at all of these various different diets, and you can evaluate that and see whether that's something that's going to work for you. Or if you take that particular plan and you modify it, how do you modify it to fit you? So it Mm -hmm. really gives you the control of taking charge of your diet. Yeah, exactly. That's great. And I'm not even sure whether any of our, you know, genetic type testing for diets is even even close to being able to give us that specificity that you've given us here in the 25 body types. Uh, and that's, you know, hundreds, if not thousands of dollars for some people to do those, those oh, yeah. um, blood yeah. tests. Yeah. That was yeah. one of so. the things that I had done when I was doing the initial research is, is looking at various different typing systems and even the same thing when you're looking at doing the genetic testing to see what nutrients each person needs. And the problem I was finding with that is it's it's a snapshot in time. Right. It doesn't give you the whole picture. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, so I've definitely been resisting. I mean, I thought I'd do it just for fun, you know, but, you know, $800 for fun, maybe not just yet. (laughs) Yeah, maybe there's something else you'd rather do. Yeah, there's something else like this I'd rather do it and, uh, you know, have have fun with uh, before investing in that just to see if it matches, you know. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Any last words for our listeners, uh, Dr. Carolyn? Knowing your particular body type is really, it it literally takes 20 years of self-discovery and condenses that into a really small package. And so then you can work on on really upgrading and being the best self for you. And so once we end up doing that, that's when we can really come into our power, and that's also how we're going to be able to handle a lot of the energetic shifts that we're going through. And also as far as, as children, One of the things that I was finding, too, is because your body type is something that you're born with, it's something that's true from birth. And if your parents knew who you were from the time that you were an infant, then they would be able to really support you so that you could um, maximize your strengths throughout your life rather than having to take a lot of other side trips And right now we're kind of in an area where we don't really have too much time to do a lot of side trips for kids. Mm. So this is an incredible gift that you can give your children and your grandchildren. And is there a way of figuring out your children's body type, even though they don't have necessarily weight gain or anything when they're first born? What you do is you look at the personality profile. And there Mm. are certain physical characteristics. So, for example, what I noticed with... The eye body type, when you looked at an infant, you would notice these huge eyes. Look at baby pictures, and people come up to what you're immediately drawn to is the eyes. 
um, the brain body type. What you'll see is you'll see the forehead. It's like there's this huge, exaggerated forehead. Um, the adrenal. The adrenal is kind of like the little mini Rambo. It's like always into everything. So you will see those characteristics that are present. And the personality profiles is the is the area where you're gonna you're gonna see it. And you ah. characteristics looking at the quadrants. So it is about kind of putting the pieces together. Ooh, that's exciting, Doctor Buckner says I'm buying the book right now. <laughs> Yeah, wonderful. So again, the website to go to is bodytype.com, all one word. And uh, Dr. Carolyn, thank you so much for being on the show today. I want to thank all the listeners as well, those even on the replay. Uh, it's been fantastic, uh, you know, talking with you and uh, picking your brain about <laughs> all this. And it uh, definitely has uh, inspired me to, you know, look deeper into it. So thank you. Thank you. This has really been fun. This has been great. Totally fun. All right. Thanks again, and thanks, everyone, for listening in. Until next time, bye for now. Bye.